you. Oh, this recording is cool. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? It really is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, are you? So, are you ready? Yep. Cool. Let's go. Hi, guys. Welcome to the One Podcast. Hope you're all well. Today, I have a guest with me. He's international. He's he's a、uh, miles away from me right now, but <laughs> he's very close to my heart, and、um, he's one of my favourites. And someone that I used to annoy a lot at university, but you know, we move. <laughs> Daniel, everyone, woo! Hey guys, how are you, Daniel? Well, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Great. It feels it feels great to finally like have a conversation compared to all the other times <laughs> we've attempted to、like、five hundred million times that we've tried to record, and it was just not happening. <laughs> Honestly, but. Finally, it's working. We're good. We're ready to go. Ready to rumble. So, tell us, Daniel, how's everything been with like lockdown? Obviously, because you're in Nigeria, so we're currently having another lockdown. What's it been like over there for you? Um, it's it's not like you don't really know that. Besides, maybe when you go to um supermarkets, um restaurants, not even restaurants, more supermarkets. And、um, malls, you won't really know that there's COVID、mm. because we've been—I don't even know why—but we've been really fortunate here that the cases. I think our cases are not even up to sixty-five k. Yeah, you know. So since I think they eased the lockdowns, everything's just been normal. Even while doing the lockdown or doing the partial lockdown, like people were like playing football, meeting up.、Yeah. Everyone was just doing everything. And I don't know what the reason is, because like the、um, all the news people predicted that it would be really bad in Africa, but for some reason it's just not been bad. I mean,、so、that's a good thing, though, right? Is you don't want it. Yeah. yeah. Like over here, it's just the cases are just getting more and more higher. Yeah, it's a bit mad. Do you know what I was thinking? I was thinking, imagine if we were those uni students that had to stay locked up. <laughs> Oh man, that is horrific! Like, you don't really deep it, but if you think about like all our interactions, being in the library, like like speaking, going to each other's places, like five six of us chilling,、yeah. going out, everything, thinking about how like we、yeah. wouldn't be able to do that, and like no cinemas, like we used to always go and watch films in the cinema.、Yeah. Oh my god, like and, that- and you think like, oh my days, I'm mean, like that's bad. Like I wonder why. Like I was watching. One of my um、uh, cousins' vlog、mm. about her time in uni. She was saying that like it's just kind of like a waste of money or her accommodation anyway,、mm. or even her uni because you're paying nine k, you're paying another five, six, seven k for accommodation,、mm. and you're like sitting at home watching online、yeah. lessons. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like what's the like what are you actually gaining? I mean, obviously you're gaining in terms of academics, but I know that for me, uni. It's like half of it is even the academics in terms of just the pure lectures. It's like、mm. everything else. Yeah, and do you know what it is? I think it's also because we, as like you know, obviously our group wasn't that big, but when we were at uni, we were always around one another. So we kind of、yeah. like, for us, that would be so weird because we, you know, like we're so used to being together. So for, I can't imagine how we would have coped. But I really feel for them. I really feel like I can't. Imagine sitting at home doing uni. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not the same. Like going to uni 
is a different it's meant to be like a you know they always say it's a life-changing moment but yeah you know, everyone begs to differ yeah. but yeah it's just weird i feel bad for them it's yeah it's i don't like i've never deeped how different it is until like this conversation i'm just thinking like I, i've not okay yeah you're sitting at home doing but it's like you can't, you can't, like, even if you see your friend, maybe you see one friend, but you can't hang out in groups. You can't go out. The little walk to, like, the the uni where you meet, mm. like, three, four, five, seven, ten friends. Mm. You say hello, then you go to library, mm. then you go home. But now it's like, you're not even in your accommodation. You're probably at home, home. So it's like, with the home that you might want, maybe you wanted a break from, mm. or you wanted to escape from, you just have to be there. There's nothing different. Like you wake up the same thing. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, for people that love parties, there's no partying, there's no clubbing, there's none of that. Yeah. It's just it's a weird atmosphere to have. But yeah, anyway, they don't know how we we well, we obviously met at university, guys. Um, and until this day, me and Daniel still don't know how we met. <laughs> We're just like I, I I genuinely don't know. I just think like she like she just turned up somewhere and I was like, Oh hey, hey, I'm a friend. Yeah, like literally. I think you know, like when you're at uni, you're just doing your you're socializing, you're always around one another. And I think that's how me and Daniel met. We met somehow, somewhere, at probably at someone's house or probably pre-drinks. We don't even remember. Library maybe, it could be anywhere, but we don't remember. <laughs> and uh yeah, so me and Daniel were at uni at the same time. So we both were first years. I studied biomedical science and Daniel, you did engineering something? Engineer, electronic engineering. Yeah, so he did electronic engineering. And for you, obviously, like, it was a whole new world because obviously you came from Nigeria to the UK to study at university. So what was that like for you? Because obviously it's a whole different atmosphere culture lifestyle did you <clears throat> how did you find it yeah it's a whole new world <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's um it was what, what was it it was it's like new culture new food new way of doing things i think the biggest the biggest thing was like the differences in um, I don't know what the word is culture, but in I'll give an example. In Nigeria, people are typically very nosy, whether you know them, whether you don't know them, in the sense that if if something happens to you, right, people are like kind of like wondering, oh, what is it? What like it's not their business, but they're like in your business mm. type of thing. But in England, like people just like piss off. Like for example, <laughs> here, if people like if people fought, start fighting, you you get at least 30, 20 people mob around them, like like maybe three or four of them are like trying to stop the fight then the others are just watching and shouting but in england if if two people start fighting like at least maybe one person would stop and be like or two people would stop if not people would just walk by and maybe someone would just call the police and just piss off <laughs> do you know what's so funny i think i read someone tweeted the other day saying that in england someone can die on the tube and still not care <laughs> people just keep coming off the tube. honestly <laughs> Like, like people in England are just unbothered. Like they gave no shit, and it's it's it was it really shocked me because, like, you see people that like that genuinely mind their business in Nigeria. People do not mind their business. Like you could be doing, you could be like you can see maybe you're maybe like the typical example you see a mom with her kid and maybe the kid is like acting funny, 
right? Somebody can be walking by and tell the mom to like, like, oh, what's wrong with your child? It's like, wait, what? Like, that's not your business. Whereas in Nigeria, so do they do that? Do they stop people and be like, what's wrong with like your Like, they genuinely, <laughs> they can genuinely, maybe not, in, maybe not in a rude way, but they'll, they'll kind of like, it's still rude regardless because it's like, I don't know you from anywhere, so why are you telling me anything, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's weird. It's, I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing because some people are always caring enough to help and everything. But anyway, it's like that's like one major difference that you see. And it's like the food was different. Mm. And and initially, obviously, I didn't like I hadn't like gotten into a pattern of of like how I would do things. I remember when I, I, I first started, I would go like get lunch at one of the like restaurants at uni and the food like this is when I understood that British food looks good, but it doesn't taste good. <laughs> That's the first time I learned that. Like, the chicken would be looking nicely seasoned, but I realized that British people use salt, pepper, season the top of the chicken, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, there's, there's it nothing more than salt and pepper oh from them. God. There's nothing more than salt. They don't marinate it. They don't say, okay, we'll keep it in the fridge for a, for a night. It's like, it's just at the season just at the top and that is horrific oh my god don't don't i i still i'm still traumatized you know like at university when i was at uni and i saw people living at halls and accommodation that's when i realized people have not been home trained yeah like yep, people yep. don't have no sense of cleansing <clears throat> like cleansiness like you know cleaning nothing like that and i'm just seeing like stuff everywhere people don't even know how to yeah. cook properly I don't know. Someone actually, I think this was ages ago. This was like when we was first started junior. You know, like how we were all social and you know, we were just adding everyone like on Facebook or Snap. Yeah. Someone snapped them, like, you know, I think someone, I don't know, someone put an egg in a kettle and was boiling the egg in the kettle water. That's that you know that person has been to jail <laughs> for them to do that. That's some prison antics. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on here? It was so bizarre. Like, literally, I've never seen such crazy behavior in my life. Yeah, honestly, you you think that because maybe you, you have home training, you think everyone <laughs> else is, like, properly trained so you come to uni and it's, like... The, the funniest thing is when you realize your own friends, like have, like, have zero training in terms of how they work. I remember one of my friends, he... Um, what, he, I remember the day, like it was the week before, he cooked something and he kept his pots at the side. And I was like, Will you wash it? He was like, You'll wash it later. He goes to his room. I remember the next week, I needed to borrow a pot. I was like, Oh, can I get a pot? And I'll say, Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And I'll go to the kitchen. The same place he dropped that pot that he hadn't washed <laughs> for like a week. He now washed it and now gave it to me. And I was just there, like, Wow. And that was like the kitchen table. Like, you see loads of. And I always wonder, it's like, you see loads of plates and pots and you ask people in the accommodation, okay, who's this, this? And everyone says it's not theirs. And you wonder like, what the hell is going on there? It's literally, it's insane. Like I remember, because obviously I was stay, I was still living at home, but obviously you guys were all at accommodation or at hall. So I'd always be around you guys. So when I would see certain things, I'd be like, are they not going to clean that? Or are they, what's what's going on here? Like, are they not going to antibacterial the surface and stuff like that? Like, what's going on here? You know oh, what? It's insane. I think, no, <laughs> it is. It is. I think white people are like generally they're like the most notorious. <laughs> unfortunately, it's like both guys, girls. They just don't give a shit about <laughs> washing. And you know another thing I feel. You know what? Another. I don't know. If that's a British thing. It's probably a British thing. Is that 
Um, someone told me that he doesn't shower in the mornings. He only showers huh? in the nights. And I was like, why? He said, because he doesn't want to get his sheets what? dirty. Because it makes more sense to shower at night, have a nice sleep on your sheets, wake up in the morning, dress up for work, then shower the, shower the night after. Like, like, does that make any sense? But, like, make it make sense. This is not making any sense whatsoever right now. I'm thinking, like, okay, shower twice if you're so worried about your sheets. Like, just shower twice. Oh, my God. Nah, this is how I know that even probably when they shower, they probably don't wash their legs. Nah, these guys are... Like, no offense. Like, it's just horrible. I remember... Because it's, it's like... A lot of the lots of them like they wake up they're like oh i just woke up five minutes ago and you're like haha um did you shower they're like no you're like oh, okay like <laughs> that's like if for like for a 9 a.m lecture it's like okay fair enough I, I i can understand that it's one hour it's two hours you go home shower end of the but this was like during my internship this guy is going for like nine hours at the office and he says yeah he never showers in the morning only at night and i'm like what the it's hell how do you like, what is the logic? And he was explaining it to me. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't, like, what is the logic? He said, oh, yeah, he woke up five minutes ago. I'm thinking, how long does it take you to brush? It takes me at least, like, 10 minutes to brush. I think I'm a bit extreme, but it takes at least 10 minutes. Give to brush take. your teeth? 10 yeah. minutes to brush your teeth? Why? Yeah. Does it take you longer or shorter? Why? Why is it taking you 10 minutes? Because you have to, like, brush side, side, up down tongue side I, side you have yeah to do, like, i understand but 10 minutes though, because for me max is like five six minutes now nah, it's a bit short for me because can't do that you have to scrub the hell out of your yeah, tongue yeah but that's if you have a really dirty tongue though <laughs> yeah but like but like I, I mean i don't <laughs> but like you still you still do <laughs> You're sitting there for 10 minutes brushing your teeth. How long does it take you to have a shower and everything then? Uh, but, um, it's like five minutes, five to seven minutes. Yeah, you see, I'm longer in the shower. I will take like half an hour. I don't understand. What do you... I don't want to know want to, what you do for like half an hour. Like, do you sing? No, like, so basically like if I'm in the shower, yeah. So obviously like, you know, I, you know, I wash my body and then I get um, a yeah. scrub and I scrub my body you know, and then I scrub my body again. At least four times I scrub my body. Why? What do you, like, do you work in, like, a factory? <laughs> like, why do you scrub your body four times? <laughs> no, what do you mean? No, I need to scrub my body. I need to make sure I'm clean, you know? Yeah, but, like, four times is No, it's extreme. not. That's how I got soft skin. <laughs> no, it's your genes. That's why you have soft but skin. But literally, no, I have to, like, you know, I have to scrub... I. I feel like if I don't scrub my body at least three to four times, I feel like I'm dirty. Wow, that is... But then again, also, nice. like, when I wash my hair, I have to wash it, like, twice and then put conditioner on. I mean, I, I would understand for your hair, it's, like, it's out, like, all the time, so there's a, lo a lot of shit that gets into it, so... That but then I don't sense. think I'm the only woman that does that, like, you know, scrubbing, then washing, and then, you know... <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I do know, like, I know, I do, I know girls take, I know some girls take a lot of time, a lot of time, and I know girls that don't, and they all, like, when I think about, they all smell fine, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like, they all just smell fine, like, everyone, no one really, like, stinks, like, my friends, I know, it's my, I know my friends take over 10 minutes to brush, 
Like my friend, my friend brushes twice in the sense that, oh, no, not twice. He like, he puts, you know, when you put toothpaste, so he uses the first round for like his yeah. teeth alone. Then when he's done, I think he rinses or doesn't rinse. I don't know. Then he puts another one just for his tongue. Like his brushing takes time. Like he gets a stool and everything and just sits in front of the sink and just gets it but done. But I don't understand how can your teeth take 10 minutes? Because for me, what I normally do is, like if I'm brushing my teeth and stuff like that, like obviously I brush my teeth, I have an electronic brush and you know when um when you have an electronic brush, it buzzes. So after you're done on the second, so yeah. it buzzes, so you move to the next part. And then um I yeah. floss my teeth as well. And then, you know, like, so yeah. the chances are that I'll probably floss it and then brush my teeth again. And then I will, um, well, after that, then what would I do? Then I'll use my mouthwash. I don't even use mouthwash. Mouthwash is a scam. Huh? Fact, it's not read a scam. It. Don't try it. Yeah, what well, well, mouthwash all it does is it just provides the fluoride coating for your teeth. It's the same thing your toothpaste does. It's not all you scam. have to do is not so you're do telling that me you don't use mouthwash. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so this is an actual question, though. No, this is an actual no, question. No, I this don't. is an actual question. What do you mean? No. What do you mean? No, I, gen I genuinely do not use mouthwash. God. Listen, this is a question, yeah. So, you know, after you brush your teeth and you obviously you have to like spit yeah. out the, the toothpaste. Do yeah. you wash your mouth once you spit out, or do you not wash your mouth once you spit out? No, I wash my mouth. Do you? Why? I don't. Yeah, 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 why? No, I think I think it's fine. I've because I've read that the whole point, like, kind of washing your mouth, like, kills the point of um, the whole um, thing is in the toothpaste protecting your teeth and all of that because you basically wash it away. So it does mm. make sense. Makes sense. So I don't know. I think it's it's habits that makes me what um that makes me wash my mouth. But I think I I I what I used to do. I used to like wash it like a lot of times. But nowadays it's very little just cause of that information. But I think like I should I shouldn't just cause it actually the whole toothpaste being supposed to kind of marinate into your teeth and your gum. But when you wash it away, it doesn't. But the argument I always have is that people have been washing their teeth away for a long time and like i know like their teeth their teeth are still fine you know what i only so mean like... you would have a conversation like this <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's just, it's just a bit mad it's like you 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 hear the little like oh you need to do you need to do that but like i don't i don't need to do it on my teeth like not that i don't need to do but i haven't really followed the rules of of quote-unquote brushing and mouthwash and all of this on my teeth mm. my teeth are fine you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not no, a dentist. I get that. But anyway, I really wanted to ask you, for you to come from Nigeria to the UK to study, you was an international student. So yeah. obviously, I don't know how it's like to be an international student and the difficulties that you guys may have um, gone through during that period while we was at uni but I know that you know from previous conversations that we've had when we was at uni that there was a lot of um, you know you guys did some of you guys struggled a bit because it was difficult with like you know accommodations and stuff like that and obviously yeah. like you guys and I also know that you guys the the fees like obviously we only paid like 9k and you guys had to pay what like 18k or something or more uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So 18, it was yeah. really difficult for you guys in that sense. <coughs> so 
like what was your what's your story like how did you find it because obviously i know that you also went through some difficulties and how it was really difficult for you yeah so talk about it it was it was it was mad i but i think mine wasn't it's not really because i was international it was more because um just the entire process but i guess it didn't help that I was international and because when I started uni, I didn't, I couldn't get accommodation just because I had initially um, rejected Surrey. And once you reject an offer, you can't get accommodation, blah, blah, blah. So the first three months, I didn't have anywhere to live. I lived with my friend. Then I lived in London with family. Then I got a place out of uh, like two stops from Guildford. And it was it's difficult because you had to make like 9 a.m. lectures. I had to wake mm. up at like 6 leave and believe by like yeah. seven get catch the train and I, for me and trains i don't know what it is but i never like leave in time yeah. so i always cut it close so i always like plan my days so that i get to the train station like five to yeah. ten minutes before my train so it's never yeah. so it's always close so and if i miss the train it's like then like i maybe i miss a bit of the lecture and things like that so it's always tough especially when you're new to a place and it's like I remember when I literally drove from the airport to Guildford I went straight to accommodation services and I think I think the unis definitely need to do a better job I don't know that I don't think they were swamped because they had far less students than that they did um in like 2018 2017 and all that but they need to do a better job for like emergency accommodation especially if it's like you okay you because you have the record of students that are coming or whatever so if someone needs emergency accommodation literally for like maybe a week or something so they can find a place you make it available you know because there are people that drop drop out but not even accommodation for a long time just emergency accommodation even with like external people just because you know it's, it's to avoid stress but yeah it was really stressful and it makes uni like longer and i miss freshers week i miss like three weeks of uni so like Literally, everyone was friends when I came. Like, hi, I know I met you through, like, mm. Joanne, Jordan. Like, the, like everyone, like, yeah. you guys had your group. And I was just, like, friends with Jordan. And I was yeah. just kind of always there. Then eventually I, like, joined in. And I know that, for me, I didn't, like, I know I really didn't start uni till, like, maybe Jan, Feb. Because even, like, I remember friends telling me, like, I dressed like tired like i looked tired i dressed tired i was like like yeah. you can tell that i was just like a physical yeah. embodiment yeah. of like stress and i think that's one thing with me i think a lot of the times like you can see the mood with how i don't say i dress because nowadays it's um it's better so you might not see from how i just mm. but my demeanor so people could like john would always say that like yeah like i definitely look so tired like i'm yeah. always sleeping and it's like fair enough you know because that was literally yeah. how it was. So it's difficult. But I think the most difficult thing, even besides that, is the exchange yeah. rates. It's like the ex because it's like to 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 English guys, you know, like your ten pounds yeah. is going to be ten pounds, your hundred pounds mm-hmm. is going to be hundred pounds. But for me, it's like that was not the case. Like what I had as hundred pounds was not hundred pounds yeah. in my first year. You know, and in my first year, like hundred pounds was, I think it was twenty five thousand naira. But but the second year was like forty thousand naira. And to put it into perspective, it's like imagine your ten pounds this week now being worth like 
yeah. six pounds next week. It's like it's mad. It's mad. it's like then like the maybe the the upper week or or rather years the next two years maybe yeah. it's worth even lower. You know what you had as ten pounds is now yeah. maybe worth three pounds. You know that's how bad it is, and it's like I didn't because I didn't want to get a part time job. No, I didn't want to, but like you kind of had enough money, and I didn't have it in my head I'll get a part time job and everything. So I just kind of was relying on like money yeah. that for my parents. So it's like when the exchange rates kind of hit, like um, like took got shots. It was like oh my god! I remember like the day where the day where for the first time i think it was in second year that i had like run, run out of money and i needed more because usually i just send a lump sum and i just use that for the year mm. or the semester and i remember the day thinking that like shit this this exchange rate is actually not joking and it's like it's like people people like people don't know what international students go through. even if they're still like they're still chilling and they're still like they still got money and everything it's like it's yeah. not cheap like it's not it's not cheap at all because you still like think about this like my i started uni with 15k um fees by when i finished it was like oh 19800 and this and at, at that time the extra yeah. had like basically doubled so like obviously so, for you that obviously it is a financially that is a large sum for you guys as well because for us like so 18k here over there in nigeria how much would that be in in naira in naira uh i did a calculation the other day it's at least it's like it's just under oh 10 God. million naira. <laughs> so like that is a, that's a lot of money <laughs> so for you guys as well that it it takes a financial blow as well because that's a lot of money that your parents are invested into you guys as well for you guys to come here. On top of that, you got to have accommodation. And plus, it's not easy for you guys the way it is for us because we get the loans and we don't have to pay until, you know, we're earning over a certain amount. Whereas you guys, I don't think you guys have that option. You have to pay for the 18K, right? Yeah, 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 you have to. There's no loans. And it's like every international, maybe, maybe, three or four out of maybe all international students you see at least maybe they're on a scholarship but you really you really find like scholarships that pay fully mm. for like undergrads it's quite it's quite rare. So i'll speak for nigeria anyway it's quite rare as far as i know anyway so it's like you have to pay so you know you, you like i remember the year it, it kind of went down downhill a lot of parents had to pull their kids because it's like imagine you had saved because it's, it's quite painful imagine you had saved um okay 10 because 10 million naira back then was a lot of money like 10 million naira was was almost thirty thousand pounds now it's like 10 million naira is like what um it's like what ten thousand? no no it's it's, it's it's less anyway but it's just, it's significantly less significantly so it's like you you set up it's, it's just crazy honestly like the whole thing do you feel really like is... obviously by coming to the uk to study here and to leave with a degree do you feel like it's benefited you in nigeria so do you feel like now you have better chances to get a job that's difficult or what, what i don't know yeah. what the process is like over there for you guys yeah it it, it, may, it definitely makes you stand out like when you study in England or in any renowned country, like your CV typically stands yeah. out and your knowledge 
stands out as well. Like when you're like, unfortunately, when you're like compared, not compared, but when you're in a room with like maybe people that like studied here more times and anyway, not every time because some locally trained mm. people, especially private uni, mm. they're and like they're pretty good. But but there are more times than none, especially if you're you yourself, you're like a good student, mm. a good employee, and all of that, mm. you will stand out a bit more, just cause like your uni already sets you apart. But the issue once again is like the job availability, so it's not as common. Like in so when so like in England, like there's so many avenues. Like I see so many jobs. So when people are like, "Oh yeah, I haven't got a job," I always wonder like, why is it so hard? Cause Maybe it's my sector, like mm. engineering and IT, but it's like the way you see jobs going thirty k, thirty thousand pounds, twenty five thousand pounds, like it doesn't like so. Even if it sets you apart here, it's like it's almost it's almost still difficult because you still actually have to find the job, and a lot of the time, like how many people do I know that's nepotism yeah, that yeah, yeah, gets them yeah. the job? <laughs> like regardless of everything, it's like nepotism. So your parents or somebody you know just con- connects you and like yeah you so do you going. find that now that you're back in nigeria is there a part of you that wants to come back and do further education here like would you like to come back and do your masters or yeah like the like everything in me wants to come back not even the parts of me like i do not like there's no i tell jordan i tell like uh my girlfriend as well like there's no there's not even like a little part of me that wants to be in nigeria just because it's it's if you put the same amount of effort you put in nigeria in in like england you'd be living good mm. like on your own like you'll probably like be able to buy a car you can like get the new phone mm. get like a new laptop like all these things that but here it's like it's not as straightforward it's a yeah. lot more difficult you know, so it's like coming back to do a master's, it's, it's yeah. like it would be a dream. Or are you just planning to like come back to work? So work here and to find something here or what What would you like to do? Yeah, I, I, de- I, I would like to like do a master's because I do want to kind of, I don't want to change my, not change, but I want to focus on a specific area that's mm-hmm. not like just engineering. So I would love to do a master's, but um at the minute the way things are set up i probably um it's not looking like i'll do it the yeah. conventional route so i'm looking to so i've just focused on like my professional career so if i see if it's really hard to see but if i see any jobs going in england for internationals like i jump on it but mm. i've I've never really seen so I've, but if i do see like that's what i'm looking at because i really liked yeah. my experience there and although people don't really like England, I really enjoy it. I think the calmness and it's the, it's nonchalance. Yeah. Really you like the fact that people me. don't care and they can just walk past you and you'll be dead on the floor. <laughs> honestly, honestly, because like, because like I I don't care too. Like, let's all just like not care together. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Let's just not all care. Let's <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Honestly, <clears throat> let's just chill and just piss off. I love you know? that. So I wanted to ask you, so obviously you're in a relationship, right? And your partner is in England, right? How is that working out? Like, how how is this happening? It's actually, it's it's a lot easier than I thought. And it's funny because I had come out of a long distance Mm -hmm. relationship before this one. 
So, and that one was a lot more difficult than this. And I, it's just, I think one thing with long distance is people need to, you just have to be with someone that's mm. like, that's fine with it too. You know, because if you're with someone that doesn't like, not only doesn't like it, because I don't think anyone likes it, but someone that's like, finds it extremely, extremely difficult, there'll be complaints and it becomes even tougher and it's a lot more demanding. But mine is really yeah. like, it's really chill. You know, it's like, obviously, apart from the big fact that you can't see the person and spend physical time with them, it's like everything else is just fine. So it's not even like, oh, man, it's so hard. Yeah. Oh, man, it's like it's rocket science. It's just, it's really... Obviously, I'm guessing you guys are in contact every day. And you guys, I guess you guys FaceTime yeah. or whatever you can do. But in that aspect of like being far distance and stuff like that, what what like what are the things that you guys do like do you guys like schedule certain like days where you guys just i don't know maybe do like a netflix day where you're both watching the same movie and like communicating via text like do, what do you guys do to like you know make it feel like you're not miles apart we just we i know we text very often like every day like throughout the day then we don't actually schedule there's nothing scheduled it's just maybe to like some days we'll like we'll speak on the phone other days we won't we'll just text so there's nothing it's literally like nothing scheduled it's just like yeah. as the spirits leads <laughs> like maybe today you want to call those guys some days mm. we'll call like loads of times then some other days we won't some days we'll just text some other days yeah like i know the constant is that we text right so it's calling that's like yeah. maybe every other day or every day depending on like what each person's day because i think the the biggest um key to it is like as long as everyone yeah. has something they're actively doing you don't you don't feel like or you won't feel like yeah. how much you miss the other person that much when you know that you're because like she's actively doing final year i'm like working so you're not like actively thinking like oh man this is yeah. so hard like hate what this, do you yeah, think yeah, it yeah, takes yeah, to yeah. make a long distance relationship to work just be with the right person and the right person being that lets the person even if both of you haven't been but let the person like understand and know like expectations of long distance and let them want to be in it too because a lot of times people do want to be in a relationship but not long distance I mean, they're long distance. It's like some people are just yeah. like so quick to either cheat yeah. or just lose interest. So it's like you you end up being with someone that wants to be with you and wants to be with you regardless of the situation because you, you sometimes you think that people like that don't exist, but they're genuinely like there will be people that will yeah. just stick it out in the relationship regardless of maybe how far you're apart just because they know that, you know, at the end of the day, we're long distance and eventually. And I think it helps knowing that okay yeah. in one year and two years we'll see yeah. again i think that helps because yeah. at least it gives you something to look forward to sometimes you might not know when it is but like i said it depends because there are some people that you know what because some people are thinking like you know what i want to like spend the rest of my life with you so even if this long distance is taking yeah. x amount of time like we'll stick it out See, i'm only going to say it purely based on the fact that I've never been in a long distance relationship. And I'm saying it because I would still feel this <laughs> way. But do you guys not get like sometimes like frustrated? Like not in you know, like just frustrated that you guys can't see one another and it just feels like an <clears throat> extra toll on the relationship that you're just like 
you can't see one another, you can't spend time with one another. And it's just like, oh, like this is annoying because I just want to see you and I want to be um, with you. Like that type of thing. Does it sometimes get like that? Yeah. It, it's, it, I don't think it's ever, it's gotten, it's never gotten like, I don't think it's ever felt like, it's never felt like a toll on me. And I don't think it has on her. It's felt sad mm. and it's felt like a bit annoying. But I think you just avoid those thoughts where it's like, oh, this makes the relationship harder. You just try and avoid it. And I think yeah. it helps when thing, you guys are working in the sense that, like, your the chemistry is there. You're putting in efforts to make it work and everything. So you don't feel like the relationship is hard because if it wasn't working, if, you, if, if you're going through a dry spell mm. or something, you feel it even more. But if, if it's working and, like, like you're meeting your love languages, you're, you know, you're there for the person. You're, you're all putting in that extra effort to make sure it works and everything. Yeah. No one's neglecting yeah. anybody. Then you won't really feel it. It's, I think most of the times, if I think back to it, it's like when you feel the relationship is hard is when maybe another aspect isn't really working. And, and, and it's like, the truth is that if some other aspect isn't working, like you seeing face-to-face is just like kind of delaying the inevitable mm, that yeah. you guys will probably break up. Because I think what happens is that with when people see each other, it's, co- it's kind of compensates for maybe mm. something else that's lacking. But you just don't know it yet until maybe, you know, when you've been so long enough, then maybe mm. the initial like fire has yeah. died down a bit then you kind of like can see things clearly then you're like oh well this actually isn't there then after yeah. when you're not tired yeah. of it you kind of and like call it off where we were at uni and stuff like that and we all you know like we were all like in a massive group of friends and stuff like that being in a relationship at university did you like if you ever have been in a relationship at university did you ever feel like it took a toll on you because you guys were in the same vicinity of one another where you're so close to one another do, do you know what i mean obviously this is a two different contrast right so it's like being with someone that's like yeah, yeah. it's a front you're your face all the time and then there's being like so far away from someone right now so like what can you like is there a big difference? Is it a good difference? Like, do you think it's better? Like, what? I mean, there's a huge difference, but I personally like, I think, I don't know. I think I personally like the whole thing about like seeing mm. someone like day after day, like spending your entire day with them, spending your entire night with them. Like, I personally like that. So being in uni and like seeing someone all the time, mm. that is like, that's perfect for me. So it's not, so it's like, it's it's it works both work fine for me because when when it's long distance and you can't see the person, it's like as a fact you know okay I cannot see you yeah. right now so I don't cry about it, but once like just knowing everything is working and you know that you know what because we aren't seeing each other you're not going to wake up one day and someone's like yeah I'm tired of yeah. this relationship because that security is there, I'm also fine yeah. with the fact that like you know we're not seeing each other, and everything but I think seeing each other at uni is is perfect but it also has its drawbacks because sometimes you you know when you spend so much time with someone you base your identity you, mm. you don't know it but you base your identity off that person so you do you might not know what it's like yeah how you are and it makes sense you're with exactly. that person day in and day out and at university everyone is together with everyone all the time there's not a time where we're not together because either we're you know exactly. we're at the library together or we're having dinner or lunch together or we're at someone's house and they're cooking and we're having lunch or dinner over there and 
you know, like it's a bit of a back and forth type of thing. So yeah. I can I can only imagine what it'd be like because I was and everyone knew, like you know, even you can probably vouch as of because I was an in and out person at university. I was really there. Like I never, I was basically there for yeah. my lectures and I would come home. Um, and I wouldn't stay there for that long until like probably <laughs> yeah. second, third year when I was like really like, you know, staying there. And But for me, how I see it yeah. is that university for me was just like something that, you know, I could see people grow. So like, you know, like how, for example, just say one of our friends got in a relationship, I could see how they would how they would change as an individual. Like, obviously it's natural, you're going to change, but you can just see the dynamics changing in front of you and you're just like, okay, do you know what I mean? Type of thing. So I guess yeah. it's different for everyone because obviously I'm yeah. guessing that that's something that's you once you've experienced something like that and something like a long distance, then you can really compare the two and say that, you know what, well, this this works out for me and this doesn't yeah. work out for me type of thing. So balance <clears throat> it that way. So now that you have experienced life in the UK and now you're back at Nigeria can you see like a massive diff like can you see the differences of let's just say for example how people are treated and like job perspectives and education wise yeah. and stuff like that and how people are with one another yeah. the opportunities for males and females in nigeria because obviously i don't know what um what it's like over there and um, i can only imagine how difficult it must be anyway but like can you see like a massive difference and like the gaps yeah. like you know with that it is for males and females over yeah. there what what can you say about that yeah it's um here it's it's more it's it's really apparent like it's really obvious mm. like the the gaps and here it's like you know here it's mm. not like a thing that's protested as much like in england where it's like people make it a thing they make it a mission like you know what we must like like women's rights groups have like love organizations have policies in place and all of that here it's more like like there's just there's just loads of gaps like it looks like half the time like i was doing something at work and it had to like i had to get the list of like the managing directors of or ceos of like um i think it was insurance and pension companies like the, like it was like at least 20 of them and there was not there was not mm. one female managing director and it's like you start to see like there's so many gaps you know here and here it's like it's even almost yeah. it's even like cultural like it's even and some like religions also don't even like a forthcoming of like maybe women having certain roles or things like that so it's like here it's like it's like it's it's, yeah. it's, it's just there in the daylight you know but you still have women that like do things i mean um lots of women like nigerian women still do lots of good yeah. things but it's just not the norm because you just have a lot more men that do a lot of things but it's like women are still like doing bits and everything but it's just a lot i don't say i don't know that's a lot worse but it's a lot more like glaring yeah. two different worlds where you're where you're coming from somewhere like the uk and you're seeing that women are being given equal opportunity to a certain extent and then when you come back and you see that the women yeah. over there are not probably getting half of what we can get do you know what i mean like not only not long ago the un like women's un announced that only 20 females run countries so only 20 20 and there's like 195 yeah. countries in the world 
So even that, you know what, even in that sense, it shows that there's so much work that needs to be done. And so as for us as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's literally one of those type yeah, of things, the, isn't it? But yeah. at least now you can see the difference as well. And you can be like, it's just, it's just two different worlds, I guess, for you. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure when you came back to Nigeria, you're just like, oh my god, this is different. <laughs> um, this is different. It's different again, like type of thing. <laughs> and it probably felt the same way when you came to yeah, the UK. So yeah. it's just like coming from one place to another place. It can, you know, it can just be. It's, 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 it's I think it's frustrating. Like mm. Jordan and I, like Oscar and Jordan, Jordan, we all like came back, and it's, it's really frustrating because you get used to how things are done in england yeah. you're happy with it because it's there's law and order you know like not like there's this order there's a there's a way things right. are done there's a right way things are done right. i was watching like a youtube video and all these like youtube pranksters like he was just doing a prank with like at a mcdonald's and like right. he can like do a prank and like i won't say he won't call people names mm. but like he can like make jokes and everything and nothing will happen to him because you know like if like if someone's recording, if you hit him, like you'll call the police, you like blah blah blah. But I was thinking like, you can't even do that in Nigeria <laughs> because they will hit you. And even if you're recording, oh nothing God. like almost nothing will happen. And it's it's really frustrating because it's like we don't like maybe I just I, I probably need to check, but I don't know whether we have like a three numbered hotline for the police. I don't know how reliable the police is. I personally think a lot of people, I think a lot of people feel this way, like no yeah. one genuinely knows how reliable they are. And not even with like the NSAS thing and all of that, just in the case of if something happened now, like if I yeah. called them, like how quickly would they, would they come? Mm. How quickly would, that, would the ambulance come, you know? How all these little things, and it's like you get so used to, like driving is like one of the biggest ones, like you get used to like driving with yeah. order, like people are respectful on the road. It's and it's really like and that's just like the little things you know there are other like like you just see like things that work you see technology in place you see all these things then you come here and it's like you're back to it's almost Mm. like you're like you know like where my parents are from bangladesh obviously it's a third world country over there as well and when i went back there like three years ago i could see that there were there's a lot of work that still needs to be done where you know, like people can get equal opportunities and, you know, yeah. like normal stuff like technology wise. And, you know, like, and like you said, like a hotline where you can just call, like they don't have anything like that over there. They don't have an ambulance where you can call 999 and yeah. an ambulance is going to come. Do you know what I mean? So it's one of those things that I can imagine, but, yeah. you know, hopefully in due in time, you know, we, we can only hope for change. We can only hope for change. I did not sign up for this life that I have Get right up. now. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, uni is like far simpler. You wake up, you yeah. lectures, friends, everything, go back home. Like you guys, like uni is so great because you can just do the most random thing, and you know that like like it's just fine. You know, like I remember being in the library. I took a study break. I met some of my friends. We 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 sat down, chatted for like two hours. I just yeah. went back home because it's like, what's the point? But even is the point, like my one of my friends and I, like we will just walk at like 3 a.m. We wouldn't go out, we'll walk yeah. to like the subway or the KFC, like 30 minutes. 
and just like like just watch like drunk people be silly and like just like chat to random people just it was literally just random and because mm. it's like it's a gen it's a, like a friendly town yeah. like a lot of people are like open you know so you just kind of walk you chat to people like we all had our own experiences and our own you know ups and downs with uni like you know it was it wasn't easy for you and you know you've stated that as well today like saying like difficult for you and it's the same with everyone else like whether yeah. you're an international student or whether you're a normal student you're going to always have your ups and downs at university it's never like you know like a smooth sailing road as much as we would like to believe yeah. it to be but i think that's the beauty of it because you're all together and you know like we could all we all knew that we could all lean on one another when something went wrong like i don't think had we had not been all friends and had we had not all had that backing of a group we wouldn't have realized anything otherwise and we would have probably struggled even more but at least we knew like you know we had one another like even even till this day like i still remember the times where the night before exams i would be with like one of our other friends joanne and i would be at her house and i would be panicking and she'll be just like you need to chill out <laughs> like you need to just chill out like i'll be studying <laughs> all night because i'm that stressed about exams but it, it makes it more important because I knew that I had someone there. Do you know what I mean? Like, although he wasn't in the same, you know, like doing the same course, yeah. but the people that did the same course with you can relate to you. Like, at least you guys had one another. It's the same way, like, you know, Jordan obviously did a few mo modules in our yeah. course as well. And Joanne and, you know, like we all had those little groups type of things and stuff like that. So it's great that we had that experience. And I can only wish people to have the same experiences that we had as a friendship group, because I feel that's what I'm saying to you. Like, you know, when I was saying to you, like beginning, I was saying that I feel so sorry for these students that are at uni right now and not, able to do like be free thing that you would recommend to people if they want to go to uni or like anyone that's you know international what would you what was your like tips i would say then like it's, it's really simple do as many things as possible and meet as many people as possible don't i think people go and they kind of stick to nigerians and they just kind of stick with what they know and i mean i i wouldn't blame you if you did that because you i mean as a human being you would have to do what you're familiar with but you know don't be like don't be closed off to like when you're in your accommodation you have like a mix of people and they're all hanging out like do that because at the very least you know what yeah. you don't like if you don't like hanging out with them and you can yeah. eventually just gravitate to people that you get along with and it's so just don't restrict yourself to anything do as much as possible you know like join clubs because you would think that oh yeah like i can't be bothered it's like especially like if you want to be employable in england or in nigeria wherever it makes you definitely makes you 100 percent more employable because especially in england like employers love that they love when they see like oh you are the you are the head or you did this at this society you did this event so, like it's like it's a great conversation starter because a lot of them like are reminiscent so when they when they see they start like kind of speaking about theirs and everything so it's like yeah. do as many things as possible join societies like you can literally piss yeah. off after after like a week you know like join clubs like do all these things yeah literally I so funny yeah it's like 
it's the opposite for me i didn't even like because i didn't have like i didn't attend i didn't really attend any freshers especially the first one so i i didn't even know mm-hmm. a lot about the groups until my second year and that's when like i did a lot more i think that's when um i did like, i joined the nigerian society funny enough i just i just did different um things i didn't do like that's one of the like regrets i have like i didn't probably i still have a major mm. regret i just wish like i maybe i just did more in terms of maybe some yeah. more society but not more maybe i just got more involved just because like i look back and you see how people like how important it is to be involved in all these things so it's like just do so many things because you won't i don't think you regret it i think i'll okay. definitely say is i can't wait for you to come back i feel like it's been forever i think it's been forever since i've last seen you and i can't, I wait, can't to wait to annoy you i can't wait <laughs> i can't wait I can't to annoy wait. the hell out of you <laughs> oh my day do like a little mini reunion and stuff like that it'll be so nice to like finally have you back yeah but thank you so much for coming on my podcast i really appreciate it literally i will put down all your podcast details as well because daniel has a podcast and his details so you guys can listen to his podcast as well what's it called daniel sell yourself Uh, it's called the 20 something experience podcast and it's literally it speak it's, it's all about the lives and experiences of 20 somethings young adults everything that we go through in terms of relationship school school university working um like wild stories i have, mm. a, I have an episode about 20 year old that got pregnant so it's like there's so many there's so many things that happen to young adults and my podcast is just all about having conversations yeah, and i can't wait for you guys to listen to his podcast as well because it's he's got many stories on there and yeah but that's all for today guys thanks